Hi, welcome to Conversations on Public Health. I'm your host Prachi. Join me every week as I travel across India, speaking to folks who are solving massive public health challenges facing our country and the larger developing world. As part of the Millennials in Mental Health series, this second episode touches on a topic that concerns most of us: toxic workplaces. To do so, we have on board psychotherapist Vishwa Modi. Vishwa uses a neuropsychotherapeutic lens and her therapeutic process is guided by evidence-based techniques and strategies. As a part of her practice, she conducts several workshops, webinars, and community outreach activities. Hi Vishwa, a very welcome to our show. Hi Prachi, thank you for having me here today. Right. Um our topic today is understanding workplace toxicity and you know over the past few years there's been like this increased focus on workplace happiness and with that has also come a focus on workplace toxicity. So uh, let me jump right in and ask you what is workplace toxicity and how does one understand it? Yeah, so you know firstly when you mention how there has always been this conversation around happy workspaces and how workspaces can be fun and um you know it's a whole different world in itself i think very little is spoken about um toxic workspaces now when you ask what toxicity is right most of the times um when we wake up when we go for work we don't know what the day holds for us um and there is some amount of uncertainty that tags along so we all have difficult days we all have bad days but when this continues to become a pattern right when it becomes more recurrent and it leads it leads into a more unhealthy and a toxic workspace this is like dealing with something on repeat versus shuffle and um it's a cycle that you know is moving without any breaks so constant sense of um you know oh i don't want to go for work kind of a feeling is an indication that probably it's the workspace that is hampering or that is act- acting as an hindrance to our you know show- to our showing up to us being there each morning right so how do i know it is not a phase but a pattern and you know uh, basically when i say that it becomes a pattern it's like every morning you wake up feeling a sense of tiredness uh, just the thought about going to work each day is like you know oh my god not today or words like i can't i don't think i'll be mm-hmm. able to scrape through today you know when these behaviors okay. become more repetitive it often is an indication that there is something that is going disarray something is derailing uh and talking from personal experience definitely there have been times where literally for two months straight i have woken up and been like i can't not today i don't think i can show up when will today get over you know thinking of reasons to miss work versus mm-hmm. earlier you know when you were more enthusiastic and motivated to show up So pre-post right. analysis definitely helps in understanding if this is just a one-time thing that you're going through or has something like this also happened in the past. What really leads to like workplace toxicity? Is it the quality of your work? Is it the people you're working with? Um it's a holistic combination of everything that you mentioned. It's the quality, the quantity, the people, 
and probably even the uh, core committee you know of any workspace which is our seniors um and some traits you know that really signify uh, that the workplace is toxic is where there is a lot of employee absenteeism you know where people are taking more leaves than actually showing up um especially in companies when an hr round is conducted and a job satisfaction uh, job satisfactory scale is administered it's found out that you know job satisfaction levels are really less for those people who are actually experiencing um toxicity in the environment they work in the third thing could also be you know a lot of criticism yelling at uh, the employees in front of everyone the feeling of being humiliated constantly and an example to this could be you know imagine you're sitting and doing your work the senior member just comes in puts a report on your table and goes like why isn't this done it was supposed okay. to be completed right now but you still haven't done it versus right an interaction or a conversation you know where you're asking a person to come in with you have a discussion as to why wasn't it done versus asking them like in front of everyone and humiliating them so you mentioned the first thing was just like your unwillingness to get up and get to work the second thing is employees taking too many leaves yeah. and the third thing you mentioned was criticism like constant criticism yeah. that you're facing if we delve more into each of these things um and talk about just something like you know the third point which which is basically feedback how how you communicate your dissatisfaction with your colleagues or your employees um can you give us more pointers that show that this is toxic yeah you know feedback definitely in any workplace when you're working with someone for someone feedbacks are definitely going to come your way some positive some negative uh but at the same time when these negative feedback or criticism overpower the appreciation and acknowledgement for those tasks that one has done in the past and successfully managed to complete it's an indication that you know i'm only being recognized for my mistakes but not for my accomplishments by using words like you know you're dumb you don't even understand this much how many times have i told you that this is not supposed to be done this way you are expected to know it you know these statements often indicate that i'm supposed to know it all versus there is room for making mistakes and there is room to grow right so so basically if there's a workplace where you can't honestly acknowledge that you may not know something or that you may not have a particular skill if that room doesn't mm-hmm. exist then it is most likely a toxic workplace yeah right and what about workplaces that are just hyper competitive you know the points you mentioned uh, they relate to your relationship with the people you report to but what about yeah. your relationship with the people that you work with let's say your teammates right you know competition is often and as i said right as feedback can be positive and negative competition can also be a healthy and an unhealthy one um when the competition starts to get unhealthy there is lot of pulling each other you know down in ways that uh if i have achieved something today i'm just going to go around talk about it as if no one else could have done it or you know labeling someone especially you know workplaces are very versatile like that we don't take people based on how fast 
they learn but there are people joining with different personalities we are working with different teammates um and at times you know when workplace bullying occurs where um three to four people teaming up against one or two people in the workspace not considering them um as people who also have genuine opinions if they start talking then cutting them off um going to the senior staff and probably complaining about them about little things that you know are not supposed to be done in workplace uh, like some workplaces have this tendency of using a phone you know like you're not supposed to use your phone when you are in the office and during the office hours um people will go and you know complain or if a project is assigned they will want to take it first versus allowing others to also grow you know you know laughing at them if they make a mistake or criticizing them further um if they have experienced a failure you know uh, this is sounding exactly like how children behave in high school yeah uh you know like the the points you made about not wanting to go to work like there's lots of children who just consistently consistently do not want to go to school because they don't think it's enjoyable enough for them or let's say complaining to a teacher about another student yeah. which would probably have an analogy with complaining to your manager about a particular teammate instead of actually helping them out and grow out of that situation yeah. so do you think this is behavior that we're just repeating from earlier it could be considering um you know we all come in with our experiences wherever we go mm-hmm. and at times when we have faced certain sense of humiliation or we have been a big victim of mm-hmm. bullying we would also want to do the same to the others while right. on the other end of the spectrum there are people you know who will be more compassionate kind and be supportive mm-hmm. in such spaces that you know it's okay for you to do this way i'm here to support you they they'll you know they will not talk behind their backs versus give them actual feedback if they really consider them to be their teammates right vishwa what are other signs of toxicity in workplaces there is also you know constant questioning of your capabilities like are you sure you're going to be able to do this mm-hmm. are you sure you will be able to handle this project if you mm-hmm. need any help then come to me do you have any doubts you know that constant sense of questioning can also make the person on the other end question themselves like mm-hmm. have i really understood right um so like micromanaging 100% you know it's like okay tell me what you've done show me if this is done are you sure you've done this you're not lying you know so these doubts and constant need to prove yourself that you are actually working mm-hmm. you know in the form of um at the end reports like tell me what you have done where did your time go why did you have to take a one hour break you know without acknowledging that there are going to be days that are going to be more stressful than the others and mm-hmm. em- as employees they are not machines mm-hmm. but they are actually humans working and they also feel a sense of tiredness and fatigue right um and you know with all the timelines and deadlines at times workspaces expect the employees to put in more hours of work without compensating them enough for the same and that's also you know a major sign of toxicity because when i join the work my job role that is described to me is completely different and then what i'm made to do is completely different uh without even asking so if i'm an employee i'm expected to do something versus me having my own opinions thoughts choices um 
and also a sense a major one a sense of disorganized boundaries like there are times you know when in workspaces um, either amongst teammates or amongst uh, while working with you know senior staff there are times when people just behave in a very disorganized manner like one day i'm going to be your friend and a support system and come on we can do it like a motivator and on the mm-hmm. other day i'm just like why the hell this is not done you know so, so there are very blur boundaries and when one is an employee where and we're talking at an employee to employee level we are equal versus the person chooses to become an employer whenever they want become a friend when they want consider you a family when they want so you think it's this inconsistent sort of behavior where the employee is confused about what their relationship is with the person that they are reporting to majorly okay so you know we've spoken a little bit about what is workplace toxicity and what are the characteristics of it it would be very interesting to hear about what is the impact of this on the individual yeah and it's a whole range of concerns across your from your thoughts to your feelings to your behaviors and also down to the physiology um a very prominent impact is um uh, difficulty with sleep and appetite while some people may feel excessively drowsy others find it very difficult to sleep in the night often times also leading to insomnia because the minute i go to sleep the work thoughts start to come up and this has happened with me personally where you know the minute i would go to bed i would be like oh damn i have to finish this tomorrow is this tomorrow i have these many things lined up and it's such a constant chain of thoughts that it starts with one and it just spirals down to 100 and multiplies like with every second second is appetite you know while some people would want to start eating a lot you know craving sweet food spicy food uh, others would definitely you know really take a step back um because at times when work demands increase people don't have this concept of okay this is a strictly a lunch time that we have and we have to pause all the work so this is how like this is how your behavior would change and this is how your body would, would respond to let's say toxic yeah. workspaces how would your yeah. mind change like how would you feel emotionally there is a drop there's so much cynicism there is lack of motivation lack of interest earlier probably when i joined the workplace i was so determined enthusiastic motivated to work on things but now it's just like i don't care mm-hmm. you know i'm just doing it because i have to versus doing it because i want to mm-hmm. um there is a drop in creativity uh, a constant sense of anxiety starts to set in um especially when you're given new projects or when you're given new tasks you're just mm-hmm. like will i be able to do it am i going to do it perfectly you right. know this entire idea of perfectionism leads to a lot of procrastination where there are times when the laptop will be open and i'm just surfing through i'm browsing other cha- uh, websites but i'm not getting at work mm-hmm. and when the deadline approaches there is again a sudden sense of panic like oh my god it's here i have to submit it tomorrow and then long working hours leading to a lot of physiological concerns in return right do you think it's it's like this vicious cycle wherein let's say you have anxiety and to be able to handle your anxiety you're just 
going on social media and scrolling and your manager sees you do that and then thinks you're lazy and then sort of begins to micromanage you even more which leads to you doing even more of this absolutely and because of this anxiety uh, when the procrastination starts to set in we also tend to be a lot harder on ourselves mm-hmm. you know that i wasted my day today right i'm useless like i can't even get at one thing like what is happening to me you know these statements are so common uh, filled with sense of guilt embarrassment shame and regret because i've lost the time which i'm not going to get back and okay. which is 24 hours less from the actual time that i have to meet right. the deadline so you make somebody else's voice about you your own voice about you yeah and you keep saying that to yourself and make make and make it worse for yourself yeah and you know the inner critic becomes so harsh mm-hmm. that it's constantly asking you to question yourself versus questioning also the space that you work in right right because when we are in a state of anxiety internalizing is easier than actually viewing the external scenario as an equally contributing factor to our state so many times you may end up feeling this way but it may not be a toxic environment do you think that's possible yeah you know honestly um it's not just the workspace right so it's always going to be a true two way street Mm-hmm. it can never be one thing contributing 100% to you mm-hmm. um and having an impact on you um and that's where individual differences also come to play a question that comes up is that why are some people able to keep up versus others suffering the uh, or you know having a difficult time at work and it and you know it's also to do with how what and how much you expect from yourself and the mm-hmm. type and the quality of challenges coming your way right so as humans we are not right. going to be perfect at all we are not going to be mm-hmm. an expert at all right so that's right. where your individual uh, you know your knowledge about yourself comes into play where will i be able to meet this challenge will i be able to work in the space which is so different than my mission and vision of myself as a professional okay you know so there are times mm-hmm. when a lot of discrepancies arise because the companies want something and your expectation from the workplace are absolutely something else take a pause over there to mm-hmm. reflect and ask that is this something that even i do i even align with it you know as a person some people are right. uh, more com- comfortable working a 9 to 5 job versus some would prefer say a 5 to 6 hour job so instead right. of pushing yourself off limits it's okay to take mm-hmm. a step back because oftentimes you know culture says that unless you don't hustle or if you don't take up challenges you're never going to learn okay you know as someone who has left a toxic workplace hmm. um the one confusion that i left with was how much of this was my fault and how much of this was the fault of the place where i worked right and you know honestly i've still not been able to answer that question yeah you know uh, over here while the workspace can be toxic and your coping mechanisms can also be weaker because you're already so exhausted 
you know while working mm-hmm. in a space which has been difficult for you personally it also comes down to questioning um and tracing patterns as to what about the workspace was difficult you know even if you make a list say you come up with five points often times you know our personalities the way of working the way of um you know communication is not something that suits us as a person right right so it could also be that there is a clash in the the way the company works versus the way i want things to be done right um there are times when probably i am expected to work longer hours but as a person i'm someone who prefers maintaining a work life balance again goes down okay. to me questioning me that is this workspace for me it cannot be toxic but it's just the kind of work that they do the kind of projects that they receive are they something that align with my goals and often time this discrepancy okay. on a personal level arises when we don't find meaning in something sometimes it may just be that it's not toxic it's just it may be that it's just not for yeah me. and you know it's just that i don't find meaning and purpose in the work that i'm doing and because i don't find okay. meaning and purpose doesn't mean the work is bad but it's pr- primarily because i don't align with it before we uh, talk a little bit about uh, the resilience that you may need or the strategies that you may desire to cope with workplace toxicity let's talk a little bit about millennials and the kind of relationships that they want with their workplace it would resonate with a lot of young people who are joining workplaces or who've been in workplaces for like let's say 4 5 10 yeah. years yeah certainly you know being a millennial myself uh definitely uh, some things that uh, millennials expect this generation needs that space to explore you know trying out different things um working with you know sort of uh, and you know in today's time there is so much diversity in terms of options with respect to careers that even though you keep trying a different career every now and then it's still not going to you know get over this right. generation really needs that you know i want to try i want to test how things are working out before i sign up for something um as a lifetime mm-hmm. career choice and that also comes with a lot of um you know the willingness to grow and learn uh right there are so many mm-hmm. millennials now who even prefer working for free you know as like at pro bono because i'm getting to learn i'm getting to explore something that i have never heard of right a, right a space which is more open and receptive to their opinions their ideas versus dismissive i'd like to now discuss a little bit about the strategies to cope with workplace toxicity as we've spoken so much about this but to people for people listening to our conversation right now what can they do to to better you know their workplaces or at least their teams So, you know, sometimes toxicity arises because of how the uh, how people around you project a lot of their insecurities and unaddressed emotions onto you right so the first step is to also ask yourself that is it really something to do with me or is it just a projection of them you know most of the times the answer is that the way you know i have been spoken to or the way the situation 
or the response or the reaction panned out to be it's not because of what i did and probably didn't require such a huge you know sort of a scene to be created correct so questioning yourself one just one sec so you know asking yourself if this is really a reflection of what i have done or is it a projection of someone on me the second way is to also get professional help at work while most of the companies have um you know an hr mm-hmm. or an onboard counselor it's important to reach mm-hmm. out to them to discuss how you've been feeling off lately versus letting the pressure build up um often times you know this confrontation right. requires a lot of courage because you are allowing yourself to be vulnerable and authentic and there's that sense of fear that you know what if they will go to the senior management and let them know about how i feel mm-hmm. but at this point in time expressing your concern um to this onboard professional would mm-hmm. be really helpful um the third thing is to also probably confide into a work buddy confiding in with a work buddy is also mm-hmm. comparatively easier because they are in the same setup as yours and at times talking to them about how you feel mm-hmm. how you think can also put a lot of things into perspective that whether it's the workplace or whether it could be you mm-hmm. having this as an individual experience um and coworkers can really at times be inspirational motivators and a huge support system we have spoken a little bit about taking help from within the organization uh but many times the situation might require something more drastic yeah yeah you know at times when these external external resources come to an end that's when you also need some channels that help you express yourself in a very non disclosing way by probably not using words but using any expressive tool like art or you know engaging and art can include so many things like you know actually sitting with a coloring book as a stress release option um painting photography journaling um writing short stories um uh, dancing singing um uh, or engaging in any instrument you know learning any instrument or taking time out for yourself to pursue your hobbies and not being entirely consumed by work um because these are the things that really provide an emotional outlet for everything that you've been experiencing um not in your workspace specifically but just an in interaction with people but what about um you know actually sort of giving that feedback to the organization because if it's toxic for you it's very likely toxic for everyone around you too yeah yeah absolutely and you know when this imagine if i'm working in a workplace that's toxic that that has always you know kept on humiliating me and has been an intimidating space right it's going to be very difficult mm-hmm. for me to go up to someone and give them a feedback right because this also requires clarity from my end to understand how i feel about it versus you know it just turning out to be to be an emotional outburst right because companies that are toxic mm-hmm. workspaces that are toxic will often take this as an outburst of your personal emotions fueled by your personal life 
versus something that is actually mm-hmm. occurring in an organization in such cases also resorting to professional help to obtain that level of clarity mm-hmm. about how you feel what you're mm-hmm. thinking um at times when we talk to the company when we give them a feedback it also needs to be given in a certain way right we can't just go and be like okay this is something that's not working out for me right because eventually gently or like yeah, tactfully. tactfully and that's an exact word like you we cannot just go and be like not working out for me not going to do it it has to be put across to them with right. facts right that this is what i have been monitoring all this while and this is how it's happening what can be done about this versus i can't do it mm-hmm. you know so having it more of an open ended discussion versus i quit or you know i don't want to do this open ended conversations do require a lot of cognitive and emotional stability to mm-hmm. actually go up to them and also be very comfortable with yourself right there are so many people who fear authority right and in this mm-hmm. case unless my fear is not resolved i'm not going to be able to go up and communicate how i feel so working on boundary setting in a workspace um learning um assertiveness skills like when to say no when to put your foot down without disrespecting the opposite person uh, or without you know not taking their point into consideration um therapy can mm-hmm. definitely help meet these goals thank you so thank much you. Krishna.